Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hello, and welcome to Way Back When with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Hey everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Way Back When History Show with Nancy and Lisa. You know, we're the publishers of Big Blend magazines, and we're also the mother-daughter travel team on the Love Your Parks tour. Today, we're going over to England. We love going to England. In fact, we used to live there for a couple years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, we're going to welcome Anthony Moss. He is, this is my new word of the day. He's a rabologist. Who knew of this word? But I I love to learn new words. Mm -hmm. And he is the author of the newly released book, A Visual History of Walking Sticks and Canes. It's published through Roman and Littlefield. And you can go to antiquecanes.net to learn more. So welcome, Anthony. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good to speak to you. Yeah, we're excited about this because Mm -hmm. as soon as we, you know, got the press release about your book, I'm like, what? What's a rabologist? (laughs) Who knew about Mm -hmm. this? And um, it's it's amazing. Well, it's it's a good title. It's not to say what you are, isn't it? Really, it puts you into a into a into a a certain category, (laughs) like bibliophile, I guess, for for collecting books, maybe. Yeah, so a a rabologist is collecting canes and walking sticks. So that's a collector. It's not a curator of rabbits. No. <laughs> no. And, you, and you're not rabbit either. No, <laughs> you're so. a rabbit. No, I'm not a bunny and I don't, I don't flap my feet, so I'm okay. <laughs> walking sticks and canes. You know, we actually even have a Facebook group dedicated to taking a one-hour walk. So we're all into walking. Nancy has a very big walking stick yeah, that a friend actually carved out of a tree. Like he did it's the whittling awesome. and everything. But then getting through your book and looking at all of these images, these canes and walking sticks from around the world, from ancient times to now, just is incredible. The detail, the art, the, the craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. And some of them I'm going, they've got cloisonne, they've got uh, porcelain, obviously ivory, and just, mm-hmm. you know, blew my mind. And it, I didn't really think of it as this treasure trove of history it, it's kind of is it like a symbol of wealth or stature by the type of cane you get well it's i think cane, most canes were masculine you could say it was a mm. uh, their extension although women did wear canes as well but most canes you know pertain to to masculine things like gambling and sex and uh, power uh, and stature um mm. so you get so in some respects, you know, it's for defense or um, to show that he, what he's worth. He carries a, a rather expensive cane or maybe maybe he's uh, he, he has a cigarette, you know, a cigarette lighter or a, a hidden cigarette in the cane or, or he goes to a bordello and he's got a whip <laughs> or, oh. or whatever. <laughs> okay. Whatever. They, they, so in many respects, ordinary walking canes are very straightforward. But there is things such as gadget canes or multi-purpose canes, which had a, a dual purpose. So they weren't exactly what they, they looked like. They were more than what they looked like. And they had uh, a hidden use. Mm. So, but it was, I'd say, other women wore canes. And you could say 
uh, women really had a cane with uh, cloth around it, and they call it an umbrella or, or a pa parasol. Um, men basically had something that a country cane or a day cane uh, or you know something for the evening. And as you can see from history, it was a status to it, basically. So most of it was about status, but hmm. also it was fun and musing, different, different things. The one thing that really blew my mind, and I do have a story about a musician, a drummer friend, who had um, an interesting thing stuck in his cane. Um, yes. is one thing that really amused me was the camera stick, because we look at now people walking around taking selfies with their cell phone and having all these interesting tripods. And I'm like, you're copying the camera stick. <laughs> well, of course, <clears throat> nothing is really new. I think right. what I really find out, especially in the Victorian times, uh, industrial revolution, people, the canes were basically like a Swiss army knife. It had not in use. So ah. in other words, although basically canes were not just for support, they were for status, nevertheless, as uh, industrial revolution grew and people got more inventive, um, you had all these canes with lots of different uses inside them. I, I can never really think that they were serious. Maybe they were for presentation, but obviously a cane with a, a pencil in it was quite popular, uh, or a cane with a, a measuring stick for horse measuring or, a, or something of that nature would be useful to carry around. You know, mm. if you're a gambler or you're, you're at the races, it's good to have a pencil in the cane. Or you could be an artist who wanted to take, you know, wanted to quickly sketch. You know, he, he might have uh, palettes in his cane and wanted to sketch something that he saw when he was out walking. Oh, wow. that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, what I about amulets with, with like drugs in them? Because you think oh, women well. used to have those little <laughs> amulets, like they would open up their necklace and there'd be like opium Lodlum. in them. And, and yeah, laudlum. And Lodlum. did they ever do that in, in their canes? Well, what they did, they had snuff. For, for sure, awesome. and, yeah. and some canes contained a pipe, maybe an opium pipe occasionally. They weren't, wow. um, they could easily contain an opium pipe, <clears throat> but fundamentally, um, as I said, they were, for, they were for men's pleasure in a way. In other words, he had a cigarette, he had a, he had a pipe, he had some tobacco, um, or just simply it was defence so that he could defend himself. Mm. In mm. other words, it could be a cudgel rather than uh, just a heavy, heavy uh, handle. But, um, that goes to our friend, a drummer. We we put on a concert once because we're all musicians. And the one <laughs> guitarist that was performing with us, he's passed away now. And um, we called him the devil because he yes. did dabble in too many drugs and he got a little crazy. <laughs> Rock yeah. and roll times. And so anyway, our little drummer friend and he's, you know, performed with some of the greatest blues people on the planet. He's a little willy. He's, you know, Hindu, very happy, <laughs> spiritual, sweet man. Yeah. But um, the devil, the devil apparently got a little stupid that night and they're all driving in the car and he gets out. He goes, be careful, Lisa. He's in that mode. I'm like, what? He said, but I stabbed him. I stabbed the devil. Stabbed I'm like, what? He goes, he's got this little walking cane and because it's curved, right? And his little stick. And he opens it up and he's got a knife a inside knife. the cane. And he's like, I stabbed him. He didn't know what I've got. <laughs> his hidden knife. Well, it, it it was he didn't kill him, though. He did not kill him, just so you know. But the, yeah. but they, they had an awful lot of, they, a lot of canes contained musical instruments, of course. You'll see well, that's book, cool. There was, viol, there was a street violin, which you could carry around as a, as a you know, for, uh, you had flutes and uh, uh, all sorts of things. I've got one trumpet that's cane. Cool. So oh, it, cool. it's a, again, it's 
a musician could certainly could carry a violin without it noticing being a violin. Without, you know, it's noticing amazing. It was a violin. We could have a, a ukulele or even a guitar. It sort of went wow. in the cane. It may have been, ah. um, and certainly a mouth organ or harmonica was very popular. So it's, you know, it's a... That's cool. The one thing I, I wanted to ask, you know, because you think about all these people creating these, there's the artists who are doing these beautiful carvings, but then you're getting into these gadgets and it's really like engineering. Did cane makers or creators become named? Like, did they get known like artists and musicians get well, known? Uh, to some degree, some of the jewelry companies, uh, like Fabergé, of course, was one where obviously they made, they were court jewelers. Um, and the same thing with Tiffany. They made luxurious canes as well as very mm. ordinary silver canes. And it was to cater for their clientele. They wanted to give maybe a present to somebody of something of value. Mm. Um, but certainly, uh, uh, obviously, a lot of the jewelers made the occasional cane. You'll find there's one cane in my collection, which is an Austrian cane. And that is um, a, a very interesting maker in itself because he's... Um, uh, I just remember the name, and I can't remember his name at the moment. But mm. um, he made he made bronzes, a uh, cold, cold uh, uh, painted bronze, uh, hmm. and uh, and it's uh, it's got his mark on it. It's quite rare for them to make canes, but they did make cane handles. And um, uh, I, should, I, have to, I have to look at the name because I've forgotten the name myself. He's all he's all into it now. Yeah. Well, this well, is. Uh, it, I like the fact that you included. I can't think after, of but I like that. he's well known for those sort of things. I just should I should remember it. God, it was, my brain doesn't always work. <laughs> okay, I like the fact that you included African canes. We spent some years living in Africa, and I know that you cannot touch a Zulu chief's cane. That's a big no, no, no. And yeah. they have they the witch doctor of the tribe will bless the cane and impart powers to it. So their canes are. It's really special. That's why you get um, some folk canes definitely mm. have a spiritual or magical power to them. Mm. A lot of the symbols on the sides, I would say witches, but whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. uh, a showman or whatever the you know, you know whatever the title, uh, de- definitely have that sort of look. And I, sometimes it's hard to see what the symbols are, but nef- definitely um, they have a magical feel. Because really, country canes or art populars, it's called, are really very interesting because they're carved from a, a branch, a natural mm-hmm. branch, and right. somebody makes a face in them. So you might get you might get the green man, which is you know the this, this uh, figure you get in in a in the forest, or you might get a nymph or a, a gnome or something, and cool. they just make it up from what they do, and it's they're they're, they're wonderful. In fact, it's, it's a whole section in its own right mm. that people collect country canes. Some today carve canes but generally speaking if you went into europe and even to america some local guy would be carving a few canes and selling them or he might carve them for himself it becomes Mm -hmm. a family heirloom basically and uh, they're wonderful because they're one off yeah he just all he did was take a a briar or some some uh stick or twig not twig because it's bigger than that but uh, and make it carve it into a walking cane or change Mm -hmm. its use and there's just some wonderful examples. But that's a mm. section in its own right. 
it, to me, it's fascinating because of whittling here in this country, whittling is a big deal. And that's, you know, whittling your wood, it's carving wood, basically. And yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a lot of walking sticks are done to this day that way mm-hmm. from, you know, even hikers. Um, what I know that you collected, you know, antique books or still collect, I, you're a collector, period. Um, collect books and then also Victorian furniture, you're and your wife, and she started yeah. getting you the canes. But how many canes? I mean, there's a cane society, antique cane society. I had no idea. So I'm excited right. to learn about this. But well, um, how did, I mean, how many canes do you have in, like, in your own collection, do you think? Well, I've got about two, just over two and a half thousand canes. Wow. A collection. Well, it's, it's not matters. <laughs> I've been very selective. But if you go to, if you in the States, in North America, there are a number of dealers, not dealers, of collectors, I should say, and dealers, of course but who have larger collections. Um, ah. Some of them are getting a bit old these days, but there's still people, there's still a big following. As I think you saw, Cane Mania was an was international cane society. And that, that really started, took its life from America. From, okay. from the cane collectors and the enthusiasts in the States. And they had, wow. they had, they had different, every two years, they had a, a, a cane uh, conference. Uh, Chicago was the last one in the States. But really, Europe took over for a time, and we had Paris, uh, then uh, from Paris, New- Milan, and then London, and then Geneva this, uh, wow. in, 19, in 2016. And it brought together enthusiasts as well as collectors, as well as, you know, as, well as dealers. Mm. So you could buy canes, and also the lecturers mm. gave you an idea, gave you information. You shared information mm. with people, and that's part of the network, you could say. But mm. it's but there's so many. The more I collected, the more I realised how many different I types and ideas are, were were created with for the cane. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you, and nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Besides, if you go to the earlier canes, they're simpler. I mean, if you look at something like the Protestants or the the founding fathers, they would have had a, a long, simple cane with a simple ivory handle. But basically, they were also what were called piquet, which is the Huguenots made them. In fact, Fabergé is a Huguenot, funny enough, and they had to escape hmm. from France because the Protestants were being uh, persecuted, and they escaped to, uh, to to Holland and to to Russia and to, um, to to England, where they were welcomed. Eventually, of course, the ones from Holland decided that Spain might be taking over, so they, they went to the States. And became, you could say, the Pilgrim Fathers, or certainly the early American settlers, the Protestants, certainly. So but you get to really canes. learn history through all right. of, by, by, you know, accumulating these and collecting these canes and walking sticks. Um, what do you think is the oldest cane that you have? It's 1850. Sorry, 1650. Wow. 1650, 1650. I do are you yes. kidding wow. me? No, no. It, wow. these PK, what happened with PK... The Huguenots made PK canes and they inserted uh, silver tubes as decoration. It's, a PK is more like a, a fabric, not a fabric, but the design is more or less, it's more or less a, a, um, a linen design of, of, of decoration. Uh, and they, they were quite popular. They're very, very simple, but um, 
they had all sorts of squirrels on them. And they, they were really very, they brought into England uh, the French style, which became very popular. I mean, really, it was France that started, uh, Louis started really the whole idea of fashion and haute couture. It is France, and it's still France when you think about haute couture. It's still mm. that magic of the, yeah. of the catwalk and, um, and fashion. Mm -hmm. And uh, nevertheless, they started this fashion to some degree and flamboyant dress, and they needed canes. Partially it was status, but also it was very much to support themselves. The women certainly had very high heels and very tall wigs, so you needed something to keep upright. So you need to balance. So cane. <laughs> well, women are using canes now. You see a lot in musicians doing it and actors. Mm. It's kind of a stage, yes. Yes. A stage well, act. Mm -hmm. You see it in the in the catwalks. In, in there's lots of fashion shows. They're all wearing canes mm. because cool. it, it, you know it's a uh, it is cool. It's um, but what's fascinated me is how each era produced a different sort of design mm -hmm. and and mm. and for beauty you look at uh, uh, art nouveau which was a very short period from about 1890 just before the first world war and that was very feminine uh, very mm. uh, full of nature curves mm -hmm. female form and uh, mm -hmm. insects um and that was really quite fussy but such beautiful works such design it flowed mm. And then really, uh, in theory, when, the, when we got to the 20s, it wasn't called actually Art Deco of the 20s, it was called Art, Mo Art Modern, and it led to, to American Modern as well later on. But only, in fact, it wasn't called Art Deco until, uh, until 1968, when mm. they called, you know, called it that name. But again, the canes in that period, for a short period, certainly before the Second World War, were, were certainly much... Were, People don't realise what was what was achieved, what you could buy. It's not just the Fred Astaire dancing cane, which is very smart, you could say. Mm -hmm. But they're a lot of them are simple things. But the Art Deco period, they introduced uh, Egyptian revival. I mean, Carter had found it found Tutankhamun's tomb, mm -hmm. and a lot of the ideas and the, the vision led themselves to lent themselves to cane decoration. And then they also they also looked at Incas and or the Mayans, and they they took different ideas and materials from different places, and they made luxurious canes. But people have almost forgotten that there is a period of Art Deco in that respect. It sort of um, it, it went the whole thing is canes went out of fashion to some to a great degree. I mean, the the real what they say is that when the motor car came around, people couldn't be bothered to carry a cane. Uh, and the, and the briefcase and everything else. So they, they didn't need it. They just got in the car. Oh, nobody bought yeah. anymore. Yeah, you're not, you're not displaying yourself on the street. Mm. No, no, people, yeah. people stop walking in some respects. In fact, mm. what is interesting, by the way, Lisa, is, is when you look at the, I call it the middle class, certainly England, because we, we started an industrial revolution, which obviously spread to Germany, France, Austria, and to America in, in some form. But, but fundamentally, um, the, it was this, the, the whole, this whole period was really, uh, for, you know, for, for, for status. It's only later that people designed sort of multi-purpose canes, but basically canes were, uh, were, were, were part of your dress. Mm. You, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be seen out without carrying a cane or wearing a cane. Wow. It, mm. it just was not you. You could not, you could not, you know, you wouldn't be seen in public. It would, it would be an inappropriate, should we say. You'd be undressed. Oh, so 
Anthony, in regards to a cane, can a cane indicate your family heritage? So if you you get an heirloom as a cane, a cane as an heirloom in your family, like you're up in the attic and you find this cane, can that lead to understanding more about your ancestry? Of course. I mean, you've got canes. If you go back further, remember the, the Indians were given status canes by, by um, Abraham Lincoln. And that basically was to hmm. show their status. And so obviously they're passed on from one generation to another generation. There were canes the, hmm. for, the, for the war, you know, for the uh, Civil War and obviously had provenance and were passed on just as field commissions were passed on to the family because it was a historic thing for the family. So, yes, you can trace people. Uh, and also a lot of the American canes for campaigns for uh, for um, uh, how do we put it for presidential campaigns for political campaigns and so there is some sort of um you can say i, I was there or exhibitions so there's a cane uh-huh. that, that ties you to the exhibition it may have been hmm. the state fair it may have been something in, with a map in it to show that to help you cool. a one-off thing oh but, i like I that know. with a map oh my gosh yeah. i want the oh, map cool. one that's my thing yeah. i want one with a globe on top yes yes and a map well you inside. get you get you get clock i mean watches with the obvious cane to have because you could mm. before pocket, you know, while you had pocket watches before you had uh, wrist watches, you, you carried it in a cane. Mm. Um, ah. It's perfectly accessible, and you mm. had time. But you could um, you could carry I've canes, a flat. I've got canes where they're almost historic, where you've got provenance <laughs> in the sense that it's a, a series of families that added their name on the cane. Mm. And, okay. Um, so there is a it's almost it's almost a memorial cane, you could argue. So it just says so-and-so when he was born and when he died, and each generation has another silver band to add to oh, the oh. oh, it's like a family tree. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, that's wow, fascinating that's cool. because also I was thinking mm. the fact that some of them had all these uses that, like when you're saying a tape measure or a measuring stick yeah, inside cool. one, that mm. might be for someone who is more into like a, you know, a mason or, you know. Well, so- the, masons, the masons had canes. I mean, a lot of these specialist canes, were subliminal. In other words, they were to show you belong to something. So Masonic canes obviously had Masonic oh. symbols, um, and hmm. uh, and it would show somebody who wasn't a Mason that you were in that you were a brother. Uh, similarly, hmm. uh, you had tradesmen's canes, which showed that you were a doctor because it might have a skull, or it might have some other oh. instruments in it, or maybe it was just simply a foot measure because you. <laughs> you were you did with shoes and wanted to measure people's feet. Or it could even be um, oh, a, a seamstress, seamstress with a few uh, tacks and things in it. So you could, uh, you know, check the length of the skirt or the, the hem and uh, carry on her work so she could carry it with her. I don't think do a not doctor want dental. Should, yeah, Nothing dental. Think, <laughs> no, but I don't think a doctor should have a skull. That's kind of, I wouldn't go to a doctor that had a symbol on well, his cane that was... <laughs> Oh, no, come on. It, it, no, but it, show, it showed that they, the, the students carried a, carried a skull. Skulls uh-huh. took on different, different significances in Mentamori. But, but as a skull, it was, could show that you were a doctor. Some of the, uh-huh. some of the canes, that, uh, the, the uh, PK canes, have uh, uh, smell, uh, things in the ward off smells. But basically, oh, basically cool. the reason for the, especially the Victorians, and maybe the Americans were the same, they got a, had a fascination with death. Lots of the children died young 
Mm-hmm. And it was also the start of photography. So you would dress your dead child up and, and have a, a family portrait done. And basically it was to say in a Christian, t- Christian way, remember you're, you're not, you're, you're mortal. You know, <laughs> so it, it, it has a message to say that really, you know, you, you don't live forever. So what you do in this life counts mm, right. the next. Mm. And, you, you know, so it's that sort of symbolism. Mm. And there was this, this whole business of, of death, well, especially you take the First World War. People died. And um, again, it was, it was a memorial to them in a way. It was sort of, you had canes which are half normal and half, half uh, skull. So it, it showed this transition. I don't, it, it, I don't think people thought differently in those days, in a way. Yeah. I mean, we're squeamish oh. about different things today. Right. But, um, but, but again, it, people felt the mortality. There was such a lot of infant death. And people, right. people died younger. Uh, mm. in, and so, so I think death and memorial were with them. I mean, in Victoria times, we had memorial canes and, and, and we had... Um, it had bands with people's hair in them, or a brooch with some. Oh hair yeah, to remember them. that's right. That's it's, right. Yeah, my it's grandmother had. She, my grandmother, um, she's from England, and well, she's long past now. She had lockets of all of her kids' hair in tissue yeah. paper, all tied up with little ribbons and little notes on them. Then mm. when, so that was a whole historic thing that she kept forever and ever. And then when she passed. Um, everybody got a little locket of their own yeah. hair with a ribbon and a note, which was, I don't know if that's a British <laughs> tradition. I think, I think it may be bizarre, but mm. how do you, how, when you've got no television and no films, but how do you remember people? Mm. Photographs yeah. were in, obviously, and so mm. photography was, uh, in studio was very important, um, mm. especially taking pictures of children. I mean, children, not, not dying, but children, uh, mm. were photographed and families were photographed it was a, 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 a something you could remember people by mm. and I think the cane also had that same significance mm. that if, if you wow. had uh, a locket not say a locket but you had some memorial cane or a cane that belonged to somebody you're close to them mm. so if their name's on even if they've died you own that cane and it's your con- connection with your past generation and you know they've held it they've yeah. held it so yeah. there's yes, some exactly. kind of connection and you, would, and you would wear it maybe you'd mm-hmm. wear it just on Sundays Mm, that's what mm. you're saying in your book. You talked about mm. that too. You, one thing too, um, we talk about the uh, you know mortality and death and family, but some of the canes are hysterical. They're like little clown faces and little cartoons. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah. Some, they're well, fun. Music. Well, look, can you imagine if you were very interested in Shakespeare and you went to a Shakespeare play, you might well have a cane with Shakespeare's head on it, right? <laughs> so that you could show that you were keen, you know, keen on Shakespeare plays. In other words, it was you would wear it for those performances to show that wow. you were. You, huh. As an example, I've got right. canes that have interesting um, cartoon characters, you could say, or characters from uh, books like the uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. I have a Hunchback of Notre Dame cane hmm. uh, because it was a again an interesting story. Maybe um, mm-hmm. I've got Punch and Judy because that was again <laughs> a, a, a different Punch and Judy mm-hmm. uh, because it was. It reminded them maybe of the cartoon or or the story, mm-hmm. and people and maybe again there was a memory you could keep. Mm. So maybe mm. it was important that way. I, I want Postman Pat on mine. 
Postman <laughs> Pat. I want Postman Pat and his black and white cat. <laughs> That's what I well, remember from British TV when I was a kid. Well, yes. Postman Pat. <laughs> It's kind of interesting what you say, too, because nowadays when people go to a concert or a theater production, they buy like if a, a musician's touring, they'll buy the T-shirt with the tour information, what yeah. cities they went to. But back then it's a cane. But you've got to think you had to be well to do to afford a cane every time you yeah. went somewhere like that. Well, look, and, the majority of people had bent, bent uh, canes, I say, uh, you know, just simply simple canes that you wore and threw away. Mm. But most people had a Sunday cane, which they took to church so they could look smart. Mm. Um, if, if you were reasonably well off, you'd have 30 or 40 canes. You'd have, a, you'd have a, a country cane, a morning cane, a day cane. Sounds silly, but or canes that matched your outfit. Oh, so wow. if you had an outfit, if you had a, even for a woman, if you had a, a, a specific outfit, you might have a, a parasol that matched the outfit. Mm. Perfectly normal. And certainly... Uh, people collected canes all the way through that matched their attire. Hmm. So they, it went with the status of what they were wearing. It's but, it was not, but it was not for, does have one. Not, it was not for everyday oh. use. It was for special occasions, you could say. Hmm. They might have brought hmm. it out once a year, maybe for their birthday, I don't know. Or, oh, or maybe for Christmas, you have yes, a Christmas yes. cane. Oh, it's yes. Santa. Oh, I, I love this. <laughs> to me, I got I got so excited going through your book because mm -hmm. to me, again, it's art. And what's beautiful that this is a book is you've made it accessible for the world to be able to connect with these canes. For me, I never thought about canes being mm -hmm. an heirloom. I never I just never ever thought about it other than no. I love walking sticks. So I do have to go into the difference between a cane and a walking stick. Is it to do with age and your mobility or? Yes, yes. Um, uh, you wear a cane, but you walk with a stick. Mm. That's the simple. That's the simple saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, when you need support, it's a stick. It's a, it, it's a but stick. you wear a cane because it's part of your dress, and oh. it looks, looks smart, and you feel proud to have. You know, you've got your hat or whatever you, a scarf and gloves, and you've mm. got a, a nice cane. And this is obviously, to some extent, a different era. But today. There are dandies, there are people that like dressing up dandies. and they don't want to just dress up in jeans. They want a waistcoat, a nice jacket, nice shoes, and they want to look smart. Got to have a hat. And if you've got a cane, you've got to have a nice hat. Come on. Yeah, you but, can't look smart. You can't, it's very hard to wear a cane with a, with a pair of shorts. But yeah, you can. You, can. Would, you can do whatever see, you want if you're getting cane. Yeah. But so huh. how do you, I want to ask about that. You've got this collection of over 2,500 canes. Do wow. you keep them, you know, in, in the cool, dark place? Do you have to make sure they're at a certain temperature <laughs> no. when you store them? Well, my, my wife was, unfortunately, uh, was not that happy I started collecting canes. A few <laughs> was fault, though. She started it. So I've, so I've had to be very careful where I keep them. And I've got <laughs> some on show in the house. Most are in proper stick stands. But basically what I've got, I constructed two things, planning chests. So there was the drawers, and I lay the sticks in the drawers, hmm. the canes in the drawers. And up, this room up here is one of my offices, and I created this room for the canes and for my cane, book canes. So I've got drawers here, which I can pull out, and there's canes in them. Hmm. So okay. in other words, in other words um, maybe as an example, whether you can see that, I'm not sure. Yes, yeah. oh, look, a skull. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's, a mental, that's a mental Mori cane. It's in... It's walnut, uh, and uh, 
and you can see the little, little, that's a, a little uh, what's like, on this uh, ladybug, a ladybug. Yeah, ladybug. Yeah. It's just it's <laughs> you can say it's partially amusing, but again, it's um, that's it's, cute. But it, now that's interesting with the walnut because you say that's walnut, but I would automatically walnut, walrus, walrus. Oh, walrus. Oh, walrus. It's not. It's okay. not. It's not. Um, it's, not uh, not uh, it's ivory, but it's not a. It's not a, a, a elephant. Okay, so yeah, oh, they use walrus too. The walrus tusk. Well, they made they made canes from uh, from uh, from whale. You know, from whale parts bone. of whale whale bone. Um, yeah. They made canes from anything they could, really, from cabbage to uh, to, to you name it. Anything cabbage. That would, Anything that could they could stack could actually made into a cane and dried material wise they they used it because it was huh. uh, it was available. So do um, you wear a cane? Sorry. Do you wear a cane? Yes. Oh, cool. Not all, not all the time. Well, partially <laughs> at my age, I need some support, so I also use a cane. To be okay. Or use a stick, <laughs> but I do wear a cane because I'm going to a, 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 a an opening of a an exhibition tomorrow and of course i'll wear a cane it's a, yeah. it's a a, um, a a picture gallery so obviously i must wear a cane it's part how can i go with undressed no you you need to <laughs> wear a cane yeah exactly so when you go and and look for canes and start when you you know see them where where are you getting them and well, how do you know if you want if that's a good purchase well collecting the canes was very interesting <clears throat> I built, first of all, I needed to get information. It's one of those things, I was very green, obviously. I'd never collected canes. Uh, I had a few canes. And when I started talking to the dealers, they started bringing me canes. And they knew more about the canes than I did. So essentially, most of my canes came from dealers in, in the past. I've been more adventurous in more recent times by going to uh, online auctions. But fundamentally... I didn't have the information and the people that did have the information were collectors and dealers in canes. They'd been, you know, they, they had, if mm. I needed their advice and they helped me build a collection. And eventually as I started writing the book, I realized there were such big gaps in, in areas I hadn't been collecting or I hadn't got an example. For. Uh -oh. <laughs> so I, felt, I know, but I wanted my collection to be representative. I didn't want it to be, the most expensive canes you could possibly buy and being very <laughs> rare. And some of those canes can be uh, forgeries as well, because there's a oh. reason, you know, if you're going to have very expensive canes, somebody can make money out of it by pretending yes. it's something it isn't. Yes. And so, it, mm. so, so you have to be fairly careful. And although I, by buying more canes and seeing them, you get a knowledge, you get an idea, you can almost start, start uh, giving a date to them and where they've come from. You know, because by handling anything over time, you, you gain the knowledge. But most of my canes, were, I was supported by a number of dealers and still am. Mm. So they'll still come to me and say, look, I've, I've, I've just bought a cane from a client. You might be interested. And mm. if I'm very weak, I might say, yes, but well, what's your best price? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, well, I've got, to, I've got to be a bit disciplined because I've run out of space. Yeah. You know, it, it, as you said, it takes... You do have to find ways of storing these things so they don't, they don't impose themselves on you. But it's so, interesting when you talk about getting that whole kind of collection through the years mm -hmm. and through the different types. That I mean, COVID must have been, at the, especially the beginning of the pandemic, 
was, was that an, ex- mm. an especially naughty time for you to get in there and start like watching the online auctions because none of us were well, allowed the, out? Well, the, you, the, the online auctions have actually boomed. I, I watch the online auctions all the time because it gives you an idea of price. I mean, the online auctions are the, the wholesale price, even though you've got dealers, uh, you know, premium and you've got a, a buyer's premium or whatever it is, uh, and VAT or, or a, a sales mm. tax. But it does give you an idea of what things are worth. But if you want something rare, you have to go to a dealer because what dealers have got, they've got people they buy from, uh, private dealers who are selling part of their collection. And things that come up with them, yes, they make a profit. But overall, when you look at the price I've had to pay to build a collection, it evens itself out. Mm -hmm. So in monetary terms, maybe I've paid in in the UK pounds, 400 pounds, maybe what, $350 or something, average it out. But mm. some canes I've had to spend a lot of money on because they're rare. Mm. I mean, there's one cane in my book, which is, to my mind, the, the rarest I've ever seen. It's a gadget cane. And it's really what they call it is escritar. It's, a, it's got writing instruments in it. It's got ink wells and a, pens and a, 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 wow. a, it, and, a, and a watch in the top. And wow. it's, the, it's, I've never, it, it's the rarest of the, the gadget canes. That's about 1850, uh, wow. Germany. But it is magnificent. And it's just... You know, it, it's so rare. The other mm. cane I've got, which is the Lucifer, which is a, a clockwork cane, and you'll see it on my uh, Instagram site. I mean, that's just just rare because it's clockwork. It's not. A, it's a gadget. It's a it, it's a it's a gadget cane in a way, or it's certainly autonomous, or autom- or, or, an automaton, I should say. So you pre- so you wind up, press the button, and the the face moves, and the eyes roll, and the tongue comes out. No, but but it's, well, see, it's, I love that stuff. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> Yeah, but they were, in some respects, they amused children, or maybe the opposite side. Well, I bet. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's oh a my gosh, point. it's a wind-up. <laughs> how do you break the ice with a, with, a, with a pretty lady? You bring out your cane, and, and you're, it's amusing, <laughs> and you both laugh. So it's an introduction. Uh, oh. And maybe people had them for that reason. They weren't huh. straight to shock, but they, they, uh, you press the button, and maybe the ears flapped or something. And, and it, it I think it's amusing in the sense that in, you've got to think in, in that particular era, whether it's America, Europe, anywhere else, things are much simpler. People, mm. I think, had a different, uh, a, a different uh, idea of comedy. What, what was amusing? Mm. You could say the silent mm. films. In other words, it was, it was gesture, wasn't it, really? Yes. Mm. Rather, rather than words. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mm. to have a cane mm. that, had, um, uh, you know, that, that had a cat on it, you pressed a button and the... Uh, and the tongue came out or the uh, head moved was uh, was magical you couldn't see why and, oh, uh, mm. and yet really they were would you you wouldn't necessarily use them as a date as every day but if you went to a party maybe or something or meeting somebody it'd be a conversation piece it gives me well, the giggles things like I that would... give me the giggles and i get into trouble like mm. there's that tv show seinfeld and they had yeah. the they were in a theater and Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian, puts a Pez dispenser, just brings out the Pez dispenser. They were in a theater and there was a, a solo piano concert going on. And so Elaine looks at the Pez and gets the giggles, gets hysterical. Her laughter now destroys the piano recital and she has to leave the theater. But it's exactly that kind of thing yeah, that gives yeah. me the absolute giggles, right? Nancy, I know you're, you're yeah. bad about that too. I, I would like a cane that has um, some wine in it and a little glass. Well, they did. They, they were, yes, I'm afraid. Again, this is men. 
<laughs> probably women could take them too. But a tipple of cane, you would have a glass and you'd have some whiskey in it, maybe, rather than wine. Alrighty then. But, uh, brandy or something, <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty quite common. I mean, if you're out in the country and you needed yeah. it, it was cold or in the, in the city, have you might take nip. it out and have a tipple. Just um, a little tipple. A tipple. Uh, yes, well, we call it a tipple. I mean, whatever you want to call I, it. A shot. I like it. There must be a name for it, really. It's a yeah, shot. shot. It's a shot. shot. I, like, I like a tipple. That's a good. Yeah, that's a, that it's, a little, cool. it's a little tipple. Little tip, like it's yeah. sherry yeah. time. I remember yeah. sherry time. That's how you get tipsy. Well, you might, it might be a flask. What you have, you work at race, the races, and it's a bit cold, and you're not near a bar or something, and you haven't got a bottle on you, uh, or a flask, but you could still have it in your cane. Oh, oh I love good. this. I like this. When you, when you when you get a cane, do you kind of like if I got one, even though you research and you know, OK, this is where it's from. Once you get it in your possession. Do you start to research things just kind of like I would go nuts, like I used to do beadwork and I got so involved in mm. the history of beads and how it was currency, uh, depending on where you were in the world and the different colors. Mm -hmm. And I never I could write a book at that point. Mm -hmm. I never did my business because I was so fascinated by the meanings the of research. Speed. Mm -hmm. So once you get a new cane in, in your possession, do you kind of geek out that way and, and start, you know, some some lend themselves to research because they're made by I mean, I've got one cane in the book, which is fascinating to me. It's uh, it's the Norse. It's a, a, a oh. dirigible. It's a it, it represents. It actually represents, or should we say, commemorates a very important flight. Um, Nineteen twenty-six. Uh, Italy makes two two uh, rigid balloon, uh, balloons. Then uh, airships. They're not not like a zeppelin. It's uh, still a rigid, but it has mobility, so it can fly, and so it can move around. You could say. And it was, it was a, a the, the, the crown prince of Japan came to see it, Mussolini came to see it. And Emerson, <laughs> uh, who, was, who found the North Pole, who beat uh, Scotland to the North Pole, was the, was the pilot. And they, it was the first time they'd flown from, the, from Europe to America, or from the Atlantic to the Pacific, you could say. And they used an airship because basically, if they had a plane and it crashed, they would know where could, they couldn't land it. You could land an mm. airship. But basically, they made two, and uh, it was the three three thousand newspapers around the world reported this 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 uh, event. It was very exciting, and the cane I've got, which is a French cane, represents that balloon, the Norse, and it represents oh. that Pacific event. Now, when you say canes with provenance, it represents an event. So there is a provenance to that event. I don't know anything else other than if you go and Google it, you can see the event. And you can see the balloon and you can see the history of it. Wow. So this, cane, this cane is specifically historic. Somebody decided to hmm. actually uh, represent that event and commemorate it. That's so amazing. That, so it's a lovely That's thing. Cool. It's a, yeah. It, this is so you do research oh. it, you find the cane, and then you realize there's a history behind it. Mm -hmm. And that's why, in a way, I wrote the book because how do you pass on? It's such a shame. All these people with knowledge. When you get the manufacturers of whether it's umbrellas or whatever they did, once their business go, once they 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 die out and their business uh, stops, there's no record. Mm. Most of it gets the yeah, they went out of business. Everything gets burnt. Mm. It goes and say people, it's just become scrap. But mm. nobody actually resource. It's hard to find the history, mm. and it's such a shame that there's a need to pass it on. There's a need for to pass on some sort of ideas. 
Mm -hmm. My book is not really completely researched because basically I could go on and on and on. You keep, it's a never ending story. You can find more things about what you've got. You can discover hidden gems that you didn't realize you had. Yeah. Mm. The fact about the book was to really to have some, it, it's, it's not a Bible, but the thing is, I didn't want it just to be a collection of codes. I wanted it to, to interest students or even collectors uh, even the people in fashion, even dandies, to understand how canes came about mm -hmm. and why they're still important. In other words, it hasn't gone away. They right. may not be sort of as popular as they were because obviously people just don't wear them, but people still wear them today. Mm -hmm. And you can still buy the most wonderful, wonderful canes today, whether they're country canes carved with you know, pheasants on them or whether they're really high-value canes that are still made and people buy them. Mm. So wow. it's not totally dead. No, and I, no, I love what you've done because I just you made my head turn around. Like, whoa, yeah. we've got to we've got to look at this. Is something mm -hmm. you know? It's it's fascinating. I had no idea there's societies about it. I you really opened my eyes to it. Um, one thing before you go, I did want to ask the Scottish with their clans. You mm -hmm. know, do they have the Scot? Do the Scots put their clan symbol on their canes? Well, I, I, there's no clan. You get. Uh, what you get is you get Masonic symbols. You get also um, a tra uh, not just tradesmen. You get really uh, apprentices, especially in France. You had really apprentice canes. <laughs> I mean, okay. just uh, basically they were they were guilds, you could say. In fact, mm. the whole business about the mace, the Masonic side is really a craft guild. Mm. And and these canes represented, in, depending not necessarily Masonic, but some of the craft guilds had uh, canes which showed their status or show they would belong to the craft guild or it might show that they were dandies in other words it was a symbol sing, single to something i get a, a signal to to people of a like mind mm. that they were they, they, so I, i'm not saying you couldn't get um a, a, you know a scottish cane which uh, which had a, a clan on it i'm i've not really seen clan uh, clan uh, canes as such they're more to do with uh, association Okay. Uh, it's more to do with the belonging to something. Um, mm. You know, it's it's more more to do with, uh, as I said, status more than. But there are canes, obviously, that tell you I belong. I'm a, I'm an active mason, or I belong to a craft guild, mm. or I'm a tradesman. <clears throat> my symbol is the rat, and I've got a rat on the top of my cane. I'm a rat collector, or I'm a doctor and I have a skull, or I have. Twelve curl snakes around my cane to show I'm med a medical person. Oh, you see, yeah, so, that down the snakes. Yeah, so so mm. you could get that, and then other canes had religious significance. Mm -hmm. The snake, specifically, because it sheds its skin, is reborn. Mm, the rebirth, it, yeah, it represents Christ. It, it is it is rebirth. Mm. The skin falls off, but the cane, but a new a new snake arises, mm -hmm. and. You get this sort of symbolism, which has a religious significance to lots of people. But that, whether whether it's a, 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 a you know a, a snake or um, whether it's uh, some other animal, it could have magical significance in itself. In other words, oh. it might be hidden a hidden meaning, but also people who has fascinated with hands, for instance. Hands could show that you're a mason because you get people uh, grasp people a certain way, or it could be just friendship. So you've got hands on, on canes, maybe two hands holding hands to say, I'm a mason. Oh. Or simply, it was just something they were fascinated with. Or it might be that they were, uh, uh, you know, they might be made by Pacific people, Picane, 
uh, no, it's not Picayne, it's uh, Picayne Island. This is where the the, the uh, mutiny, uh, the bounty, mutiny of the bounty oh, yeah. landed. They made canes for tourists that, that stopped there. And you, they sold them to traveling. To traveling yeah. That's right. You <laughs> said in prison, in those mm. prisoners of war that were prisoners making war, canes. Because again, mm. they needed, look, in all times, prisoners needed to supplement their income and their food. And whether it was America, whether it was France, people were allowed to make, uh, you know, to, to actually mm. produce things and sell them at, at, you know, at different times. And they could make some extra money so they could feed themselves. It happened, mm-hmm. it happened in Napoleon times. It happened for the mm-hmm. Boer War, for the, mm-hmm. uh, where again, they, they were, the craftsmen came in, they were sitting there doing nothing, you could say, and what they could find on the beach, they could make into a cane and sell it. That's amazing. So, it, it, so wow. same, same with during the war, trench arts, people had things, they weren't fighting all the time. They had big t- periods where they could do absolutely nothing. So they, they carved a cane, mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. a memorial to the war. Maybe it had all the battlefields on it, or the battles they fought. Um, wow. And uh, yeah, or maybe it was just made of bullets, and it was something that material they had around, which either they could sell or basically could, could bring back home as a memento of the war. So I wonder if got, that's where the word whittle, whittle, whittling, you know, whittle your time away when you're whittling wood. I wonder <laughs> yeah. if that's where that, you know, came from, you know, that I always look at words and where they come from, the etymology of it, because it's fascinating you know, I'm whittling my tie boy. There's some that just, and then the wind up. When you, in England, everything goes, it's a jolly good wind up. And now I think of, now every time I hear wind up, I'm going to think about cat's tongues jumping out of a cane. Yeah, well, <laughs> well I, I think, I think, it, I personally think it was amusing children. I think mm. really when you went to see mm. your grandchildren and you had an amusing cane where the, the cat tongues came out of the cats, uh, they, they would be fascinated by it. It was mm. simple things. I mean, uh, look, it, like Punch it, and it, Judy, it, that's awesome. It, that's amazing. I mean, the French made automatons, most wonderful automatons, by the way. Uh, you know, where, where we have these moving cats and things playing instruments. You know, clockwork, basically. But they, they, the people mm. were fa- Victorian people were fascinated by these things. It was it was to amuse during the day. You know, I think about piano, that time is also when we were doing um, the model trains and yes. also those, mm-hmm. you know, the miniature like the model trains and like the little, like they'd come out at Christmas time with people skating and like the little miniature houses. Yeah. You know, I think it's all kind of connected with that. It's amazing. Thank you so much, Anthony. It has been such a pleasure uh, talking with you and your book. Just, Mm -hmm. wow. It's an eye opener. (laughs) Well, there's an awful lot to impart and it's very kind of you to, to, you know, to, uh, to meet both of you and hope that, uh, it helps to gain a greater audience of something that really is very fascinating and is a wonder. And there's an awful lot still to discover. There really that is. is. Now, awesome. Every subject. time I'm in a museum, I'm going to be looking for canes. For canes, you know? yeah. I know. My whole, it, you're making me look at things differently, not just canes. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, there's more like this that we should mm-hmm. be looking at. Um, everyone, again, the book is by Anthony Moss. He's a rabologist. Uh, it is called <laughs> A Visual History of Walking Sticks and Canes. It's published by Roman and Littlefield. And you can go to his website, antiquecanes.net. Uh, and Anthony, give everyone your Instagram handle. What is it? Antiques yeah. underscore antique it's underscore antiques canes. Underscore canes. Uh, antique okay. underscore canes on Instagram. Uh, follow him there. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you so much, Anthony. Thanks, you Anthony. take care. And you. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Hopefully one day we'll meet. 
in person. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. We'll bring a game. If you, ever yeah, get well, to the, if you ever get to the UK, my home, I, I'd be happy to give you a Gaddy tour and, and tea. Or whatever. That's right. Oh, we'd love to. We'd love it. <laughs>